Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. podcast i am casey writer podcaster for the website i am with the man the myth the millennial jimmy lafakis writer photographer do everything on butler campus for the butler collegian my man how you doing i'm doing well casey thanks for having me on today i know it's you know there's obviously the big 10 tournament happened but we don't really care because today is carson edwards day and we've had you on the podcast before and while you write for Butler and go to Butler and cover Butler, you have a special connection with Carson Edwards. If you want to just give a little bit of background on that before we get started. Absolutely. So um, one thing that you've done a great job of publicizing is that he went to Joey Burton, a Joey. basketball skills trainer, AKA just the man. Um, so he worked out with him over the summer and I was able to go to three of his workouts uh, with Carson. And uh, one time, I actually traveled to the Whitestown, Zionsville area. So basically, wherever this man was working out, I was going to be there, provide content, and actually rebounded for him too. So there you, there I go, being athletic. 
Yeah, I say if if you want like behind the scenes footage, you've got some really great photos and images and videos that you break out. Um, go ahead and give you a follow. It is it JJLII thirty. You got it, and right. we really need to work <laughs> I, on this. I know I said this I'll last never... time, but yeah, that's and then a your, lot. Your your people said absurd Twitter handle, and I was reading that during the Crossroads <laughs> game, and I just couldn't stop laughing, both at how this the game was going and that tweet because, like we were talking about before we hopped on here, my team had 19 points at halftime. So there you go. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy that that went exactly the way we thought it might. I remember we were sitting at Scotty's at Butler, and you were like, "We'll beat you." <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll beat you. Everyone gets. Everyone gets a call right every now and again. But our exciting news, Carson Edwards is an All-American. This is the second year in a row for Purdue to have a sophomore pretty much guarantee a spot up in the rafters with their jersey. And it came out that the USA Sports All-American team had him as their second team. And then the Sporting News, which is one of the four that is used to create the consensus All-American teams, had Carson as um, on their third team. And... I have to ask, because as a freshman, he was really up and down, and you saw him through the summer, you saw him work out. Did you think this was possible this year? I thought he was going to make a special improvement, but he's gone an extra leap that I, I could not have anticipated. The way he moves, how explosive he is, and how, what Joey worked on with him was controlling the pace, um, and you have seen it time and time again. I mean, for a sophomore to come out in a Big Ten uh, atmosphere environment, I know Illinois' record wasn't that good, but, I mean, he just went out and he scored 40 points and did it with such um, killer efficiency. I mean, I, nobody could have seen that coming. He not even me. 40 easily. Easily. Like, yeah, it was... I, I, we always knew the physical tools were there. You could tell last year, most games, he was the best athlete on the court. He is so quick and surprisingly strong for his frame. But just the mental development. Last year, his offensive rating was 94. That is not good. <laughs> um, he turned over the ball a lot, 18% turnover rate. And he didn't shoot the ball well. Uh, from three, it was 34%, which isn't terrible, but, you know, that's definitely not a marksman but right. all but and you expect incremental improvements but the fact that he was able to not only improve that much physically and with skill and mental is just it's beyond comprehension almost it's very similar to how biggie developed his sophomore year and i just how much did you see during the because you saw him through the year as well correct yes i made a point to watch a lot of purdue games this season and it really seemed there was it just started clicking about i, I want to say late december at the start of the new year is when he really started to find his rhythm, I think, yep. and kind of take over the reins. Just how much how much of what you've seen change is just based off of that work he's putting in extra? Well, first off, I mean, you go to Joey Burton, your game's going to go to another level. And that, you know, has proven itself um, with some guys across the country, the Big Ten guys and Big East guys. So that's number one. Number two, uh, Carson came to Joey with goals. He said, I want to improve my efficiency and I want to improve my pace. And the efficiency part, I mean, Carson's taken that and he's passed that test with flying colors. Joey helped him slow the game down. And you see how it is now where, you know, the game is just so slow for the guy and he's able to just, you know, explode. You talk about guys having an extra gear. I'm a huge Chicago Bulls fan. And when I was in middle school, Derek Rose, uh, I mean, that's my guy. So hmm. it, it's kind of similar to that where it's that kind of explosion. And 
And then, you know, what they worked on this summer, but I think what Carson is naturally gifted with is his ability to finish the basket. Um, the guy can do some crazy reverse layups and things of that nature. So it, it's just it's just awesome to see. And you see some certain moves like escaping from the defender or splitting the double team uh, that were put into practice this summer, and now you see the results showing. He really does have a remarkable knack for starting his drive on one side of the rim going up and then all of a sudden he goes through two defenders and he's on the other side of the rim and he's still under control and able to finish and that's incredibly if you've played basketball you know that's just incredibly difficult to keep your eyes at the rim to keep that kind of balance and just the explosion to get to that open space all of it together has just made such a huge difference and those were all things that he didn't have last year absolutely and like the the coolest part has been the dunks I would say. I mean, that's been like the eye candy of it. Which but one like, was your favorite? Um, the tweet where he dunked on IU and they <laughs> said, I'm not playing. I'm not playing. Um, that was really cool because like, even though there wasn't any sound, like it was just totally muted. It that, Those six seconds spoke everything. And because it was six seconds, um, you could definitely tell like it, it, Twitter like loops it over and over again, you know, so you don't have to reboot the video. So that's the first one that sticks out in my mind. But I mean, you're talking about the Illinois dunk. You're talking about the Penn State dunk that I remember I was watching live. Like, I mean, this guy, and, and, and I know Purdue fans talk about it with the left hand, but either hand is fine. <laughs> and he's got that bounce, man. I don't think he's dunked with the right hand. That's I think crazy. he's been purely left, which I he did it in high school too. Okay. And you really could tell because he wore that thing on his hand and like that was just the hand he went up to it's i get you're not expecting it i guess if you're a defender then again i don't think it matters you're you're not expecting it but the the first part of it he just blows right by you right and he he does tend to drive left more than right so it's kind of a natural angle not just the driving but like you know my boy bill raftery said he's a fearless little fella yeah and i was thinking about it and I think fearless is the perfect way to describe him. So we can talk about the drives all day long. I mean, you said it's Carson Edwards Day, so today's a national holiday. But um, <laughs> we can talk about the drives all day long. But, like, this dude is going to come up, he's going to pull up, and he's going to hit a three right in your eye. That is definitely the biggest part of his game, as, as fun as the dunks are. It's the fact that he is he's already taken 216 threes. His 89 made threes puts him right in the about top 60 in the nation for made three pointers. Wow. That's a good um, stat. Yeah, he's shooting 41%. Last year he took those shots. Um and a lot of the Purdue fans were just they were driven crazy by it cuz he wasn't making it. And then the World Games happened and we were trailing against Israel just trying to get into a medal game. Right. Carson just went off. And he didn't go off. It wasn't so much getting to the rim. It was literally he just needed one second, one bounce, get into his jump shot and it fell. I didn't think that was I didn't think it was going to like continue like you're not supposed to stay on fire for eight months (laughs) but i think this is just who he is like his off the bounce jump shot is as good as anyone in the country uh trey young gets all the love but carson edwards is making those shots and he's so good everywhere else that you can't really just like you can't come out on him all the way because he's way too quick right is he a like we talked about this a little little before the podcast how good is Carson Edwards nationally I would say he's safely in the discussion of top 15 players in the country this season and if somebody wants to sit here and tell me that he's a top 10 player in the country I'm not going to debate you I mean I've watched enough of him both when no one's around and also on the biggest stage against you know big 10 teams 
the the world games you were talking about i mean he was special there too um i mean i remember you texted me you said top 10 guard that's easy <laughs> like that that's a shoe in and, and I'm say, gonna say, say he is a finalist for the Jerry West Award, which is top ten shooting guards in the country. He's also a top. He's a finalist for the John Wooden Award, which is top fifteen play, national player of the year. He didn't make the Naismith finalist, but yeah, so he is getting the acclaim. But you always worry as a as a Purdue fan, someone who watches them all the time. Am I being a homer? But you've seen your team go up against him. You've watched him everywhere. Yep. Oh yeah. I mean the acclaim. You know, with the finalists. Um, list that he's made 110 percent deserved out of of the college basketball players you can think of i i think with carson especially he's got to just scare that living hell out of you if you're playing him for sure how do you how do you defend this guy (laughs) you You don't purdue into giving other people the ball but that's the thing because like you know you, you talk about the starting lineup and they're just weapons everywhere they really are and the biggest part of his game this year, even above all that, I think, is just his passing ability has grown so much. For sure. He's got great court awareness. That's definitely something we need to talk about on this national holiday. The, <laughs> the, the, the awareness and the vision coupled into one. That's some special stuff, man, where he can just drop it on a dime like that and set up, you know, Dakota for a cut or a screen or, or whatever the case may be. I mean, I, that's why I think your team is so scary, man. I, I appreciate that because none of us are feeling good right now. I, you know what? Off days happen, and I've they seen do. my team go through enough of them. And like how we were talking about, like Michigan, you know, they're tough, they're physical. It's tough to beat a team three times, all that different stuff. I, I know yesterday was tough. I watched the whole game. Off days happen. Get that, out of the way now. And that was by far Carson's worst game in probably three months. Think about that. Like, isn't that crazy to think about? Not only is it his worst game, you said, I think it's his first bad game in three months. For sure. And that's absurd. Like, he was his so season has been absurd. last year. Yeah, yeah. It really is. And when you, especially when you talk about the assists, because it's even more than that they're assists now, because they used to be turnovers or they right. used to be block shots at the rim. So it's making even more of a difference because now literally he's just feeding guys for uh, looks. And he's doing it at the top of pick and rolls. There was the, uh, I believe it was a Penn State game where he took a high screen and roll, faked like he was throwing to the outside, cocked it back over his head and threw a line drive to Haas for an open dunk. That might have been early in the tournament. Once again, how do you defend this guy? Right. And it just, the variance that he has is so unusual for a kid who's 19. He turns 20 exactly in a week. Wow. Do we need to worry about him going to the NBA this year? I don't know. That's a question. <laughs> That's a question you can speculate your, with your Purdue people. Because, I, I mean, I don't. I, I truly don't know. I've thought about this, and there's uh, schools of thought both ways. But I, you know what? If I'm sitting here, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes as a Purdue guy. I think he, he's going to stay. I, yeah, I, I guess because there hasn't been any real buzz towards it, and he is on the smaller side. But, my God, right. he's, I feel like this year he's definitely like he is an NBA guard. He will make it to the NBA. He will put up buckets in the NBA. Um, I never heard you tell a lie. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's so amazing to think about where we were with him last year at this time. The Purdue fan base was, I mean, it was, the running joke was, ah, crap, it's bad Carson day. Ah, crap, he's going to shoot us out of this game. See, I don't like that. (laughs) There's a a lot of the Purdue fan base. (laughs) I mean, like. Stuff that I do not like. I think, like, you see 
what the summer did for him and you see what Joey did for him and it's 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 not a coincidence man it's really not and we we give Joey a ton of credit and he absolutely deserves it. He's great. Um, he's talked to, I, obviously you've talked to him a ton. He's talked to me about how he works with people on and off the court, but Purdue as a university does this as well. Like coach painter has been, and Joey was very, very adamant on that. Like he only gets these guys a percentage of the time, but that's where the painter hate really just boggles my mind when we help turn these guys into like studs and they have to put the work in. They absolutely do. Carson has, he's the perfect Purdue player. I mean, we haven't had a guy with that kind of athleticism while still maintaining that work ethic as a Butler fan. I think that's our common thread, do things the right way. Right. And he is, you know, he's an all American now for it. And that's really cool. Earned it. You know, I mean the, it's just, it's just incredible what he's been able to do and, and what's, you know, been cool for him is that he's been able to go into the national scope, especially when your team was on that streak and uh, really turn some heads uh, nationally. I remember Spike Albrecht tweeting that he was the best player in the Big Ten. It's really not even close. Um, I really, yeah, I I know Diop is really good, but it kind of feels like they put the crown on him in January. That's a fair argument. And I don't know, Carson, there is a stretch where Carson put up 27, 26. 18, 40, 27, 22, 14, 28. Like his off night was like 14 points. It's insane. And then you're, I mean, that just pops off the page. But then you're talking about the rebounds and you're talking about, you know, the assists he gets per game. And you don't really have to worry about him getting into foul trouble. What the opponent has to worry about is his ability to draw the foul when he drives like like you said he's the perfect purdue player he's just a perfect basketball player really really defensively oh yeah he's very (laughs) underrated he can guard bigger guys because of his athleticism and he gets up on them yeah he's strong he's as good at playing passing lanes as anyone that first step of his is i mean you can't even blink and catch it like there's no easy passes around him when you're you know, Purdue is, you know, kind of waiting their way through the first half. The bench is scary because then you can put Nogel Eastern in and, and Harms, and then you can have Carson still there at the two. I mean, who wants to see that backcourt yeah, defensively? Yeah, let's talk about that for a little bit because next year Purdue's going to be obviously a way different team. Dakota Mathias will be gone. Who, by the way, we don't have to just give love for Carson. Dakota Mathias is now the lead three-point field goals made in Purdue history. That's incredible. But another, once again, another Joey Burton guy deserved man. He, D- Dakota, you talk about a guy who puts in the work and like, who wants to see his game get better. That guy's work ethic impressed me from the first time I saw that man step in the gym. Even last year when I was just kind of watching from a distance, like you could tell that guy's a gamer and he wants to win. Yeah, and I, who loves him? Bill Raftery. <laughs> <laughs> I think Bill loves everyone. Bill loves a little fella, but man, does he love Dakota. It, I mean, he should, right? I, I, I think there's thir- there's certain things about Dakota's game, especially that are, if you're just a casual fan, like you get you get the cliche of, oh, he works hard. Oh, he's a good shooter. Those things are skilled. That takes practice. But it takes so much practice. The footwork involved to stay on balance and make make a shot like he hit against Michigan, the uh, two-pointer that he did step back in the corner. You were talking to me about this right before the podcast. You knew it was going in, and you knew it was going in because you saw him work on it. Every last one of those week, shots. Yeah. I mean, like last week I saw that shot. I rebounded for that shot. And I, you know, got footage of that shot and took pictures of that shot. Like, how many you times know, did you watch him take it? Uh, at least thirty. Yeah. 
Like, that's just one shot. It's 30 shots, you know, that's like three minutes of work for one, one move. One exactly. move out of, you know, two to 300 variations. It's insane. And for a second, I thought that one was a three. But, I mean, his foot was on the line. But, like, two, three, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I, it's, it's just with those two guys, man. And, like, of course I'm biased a little bit. But if they're going to shoot the ball, there's going to be some way where that ball goes into the net. It's just like NBA Jam when somebody's on fire. <laughs> like, like the, the perfect example of that is Dakota on senior day against Minnesota. Oh, that was That was an absolute just showcase. <laughs> That man is going to put the ball up, and it's going to find its way in the basket, and he's going to shoot 7-9 from three-point range. He's probably not. He might break into the NBA eventually. He probably won't right away, but he is going to drop, like, 40 on some, like, Euro League. (laughs) And, like, there's just going to be grainy video of him just, like, dagger after dagger after dagger. And you're going to love that. Oh, my God. I'm going to, like, book a flight just to watch him. His ability, especially towards the end of the season, he's been looking to be a lot more aggressive. Absolutely. And when he when he comes off those screens, it do, it occupies at the very minimum three defenders: the guy he's on, the guy whose uh, offensive player is setting a screen, and the guy who has to help because neither of them are right on him. And his ability to hit that pull up at full speed, and he has gotten so good at it. He took that shot as a freshman. He took it as a sophomore. Wasn't good at them. Also didn't get a lot of practice time then. He was hurt. Didn't, wasn't able to get into the gym. Now that he has, it's locked down. It is automatic. Yep. Just coming hard off that screen draws so much room for everyone else. Purdue's offense is, Carson is a consistent. It's always there. But when Dakota's turned on and when he's aggressive, that is when Purdue's at their best. Look out. And they're, you know, like I've said, like, there are weapons surrounding that as well. But what's really important and what really is cool to see is, you know, someone who's not necessarily a Purdue fan is the action they go and they run for Dakota. You know, you talk about a double screen or things of that nature. Like, you know, there are going to be plays run for him to get the ball uh, with time left in the shot clock, and he's going to be able to make a play. And you know he's going to make the right play. I say he's another guy. When you have two guards like that, which are both, they, they are the perfect complement for each other. No They're doubt. both versatile. They both play a lot of defense. They both pass the ball incredibly well. And they both have this interesting, you know, they both work with Joey. And I know he's talked to me about this. They've both got that little pause in their game. And so much good can come from when you just change up that pace just a little bit. And that's exactly what he was working on with Carson this entire, you know, summer, really. And that you see the dividends have paid off tenfold. Yeah. Carson does it with his dribble. He'll he'll be going sideways up at the top a lot, hit like that pause for a half second, then take off. That's so deadly. Holy yeah, I mean, shit. yeah, you can't because it looks like he's going back into innocent territory and then he's just gone. Yep. Dakota does it with his passing. He's not mm. quick enough to blow guy, bly guys, but he'll get into the pick and roll, get into the like into the heart of it, stop, wait for his guy to clear, and then find a clean passing lane. And they both, when that's working in harmony, Purdue is just so difficult to defend. It's there's weapons, man. You guys have a really good team, and it has been super fun to watch. You know we're going to get killed for being this positive after the Michigan loss, right? People are you know losing what? their minds. I understand that, and I'm sitting in a camp at this university where folks are also losing their mind. Because yeah, you wanna, I'll, get, I'll give you a few minutes to how's, – how's Butler World going? Well, it's not good on Twitter, <laughs> but then again, Twitter isn't the – 
place where the most reasonable people go. On senior night, we went and we beat Creighton. Keelan had 26. It was awesome. Life was good. Go out, you lose to St. John's after eight days of rest in double overtime. And obviously, you know, the casual basketball fan will see what St. John's has been able to do this season. Winless in the Big East, they beat Duke, they beat Villanova. So it's not bad. That's you know, Big East tournament starts on Wednesday. St. John's plays Georgetown. Some scary stuff, man. I mean, they could you scare You get the somebody. winner of those two? No. Here's what happens with us. So Xavier's the one seed, which is whatever. <laughs> but they've been really good this year. So you have to give them their credit, even though they're the rival. Then we lost to Seton Hall on Saturday night. So that set up a situation where they're the three seed and we're the six. And Butler plays them again on Thursday night. You play Seton Hall? Correct. You know, I... If you're going to lose to a team, you might as well get another shot that matters more the next night. You'd rather lose, I, I lose the first one. And the thing about Seton Hall is, first off, the Prudential Center uh, has been a place where Butler has dominated them. Before Saturday night, Butler had won every game in Newark since joining the Big East. And like traditionally, apart from a slip-up last year on senior day against them, another slip-up uh, this year where they beat Butler for the first time in Hinkle. Uh, Butler had owned Seton Hall, and now they've won three straight against us. And like, you know, that's got to stick in your mind my freshman year providence went out they had two nba draft picks on the roster and they beat us three times in a season <laughs> you're talking about guys and and, and keelan and tyler weidman i think they remember that yeah it's it's rare enough just to play a team three times so to to add it i mean we saw what michigan did third matchup against purdue they looked like a team that would never lose to purdue exactly so exactly change just like that so people are freaking out. You know, folks are wondering, are we going to get into the tournament? You guys and are going to get into the tournament, aren't you? The only reason I'll sweat, and I'll only sweat a little bit, is if Butler loses on Thursday night. Okay. That And that might be a little bit of a reason to sweat, but I still think either way, Butler is going to get in the tournament. There's not very many decent teams this year. And Butler is good. Like, you're a tournament team. The, the weird part about it is that there's such a logjam between the third and the sixth spot and even the seventh spot in the Big East. So that whole year, unfortunately, Butler did not spend one week in the top 25 all season. Um, All right. So so that's Butler world. That's another story for another day. I'm here to talk about Purdue. I'm here to talk about Carson. And now it's time to drop the hot take on you. I was literally just going to bring it up. (laughs) You you have been teasing me with a hot take for the last two, three hours since I invited you on here. Thank you for having me so I can drop this scorching take on (laughs) Purdue Nation. After the Illinois game, what's really cool about your Twitter is that you have active followers and you have people who engage with you. That goes for Hammer and Rails, but I'm specifically talking about you, C. Ryan 26 on H&R. Yeah, my name's not good either. Okay. I give you shit mostly because (laughs) mine's bad too and I regret it. (laughs) But you have an active audience and you have people that engage with you. And I can't tell you who this person was or, you know, if he was a Purdue fan or what, but after the Illinois game, I remember I was sitting in the library here at school and I saw some dude say that Carson Edwards is better than Trey young. And that, that is such a fact. If I'm, (laughs) if I'm going, like, you know how in 2k, there's like a fantasy draft. Sometimes you can do a season. If I'm thinking like, who do I want to be my guard? And, 
you know, those are the best two guys on the board. And we can talk about Jalen Brunson, and that's another um, discussion. I would rather have Carson over Trey Young for sure. And the coolest part about it is that Carson doesn't need a ticker to, you know, tell you <laughs> when he does stuff. Okay, first of all, I think you're a little biased. I may be, but you got to think about it as the as, in the team concept. It's different situations. Trey Young is obviously, he is the team. And that kind of distorts things a lot because there haven't been many college players in the history of college basketball that have been asked to do or let to do as much as he has. According to Kim Palm, player of the year standings, Trey Young is number one. Carson Edwards is number 10. See, I don't know about all that. There's a fairly big difference. It's Trey Young at 1.525 rating. I don't know what that means. Okay. Thank you for proving my point. (laughs) Carson's is 1.202. I don't know what either of those things mean. I just know that Trey Young's score is higher. Also, because he has to. I'm going to throw this in the trash because Ethan Happ is the sixth best player in the country. There you go. So uh-huh. I know people like use Ken Palm and, and obviously that guy created a formula that, you know, works. But if I'm just thinking about if I'm on 2K and I want to build a fantasy team where I can draft one of those two guys and have one of them be the, one of the centerpieces of my team, I'm going with Carson every day, twice on Sunday. I don't I don't think you're crazy. I don't think it's super far off. Trey Young is shooting 36 percent from three. He's taken 305 attempts. <laughs> Isn't that crazy to think about? That's a crazy amount. You know how many L's Oklahoma's taken? Uh, you know how many L's that Oklahoma has taken? Oh, a yes. lot. Yeah. <laughs> his number, his assist rate is 49%. Um, Car- Carson can do that too. Does Trey Young rebound like Carson? You literally have to have the ball in your hand every time. He shoots 34% of the time and assists 49% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous. And I don't think that's sustainable. I, it's not like I don't I, I get what you're saying I think I, I think you could talk me into a point where I like Carson's physicality more I like his body more for sure um I like his shot selection more I don't know if going I mean going forward I think Trey Young is gonna be a little bit more coveted in the eyes of the NBA I think what he's doing is incredible <laughs> What he it did was feel, incredible. What? What he did. Like yeah. he was he was scorching the earth. I you know, you have to sit there and give the guy credit. But my friend, Dan Dockage, always says water finds its level. What podcast do you think we are we're on here? <laughs> I'm We're from the region. Dan Dockage, is Dan Dockage is from the region. We're both region guys. We took a selfie together in Portland. Okay. Water does find its level. And guess what? Water may find its level, but Carson is still rolling. One yeah, game I... is not going to completely submerge him. I've seen Oklahoma take enough losses. There's a lot. They lost six straight. Thank seven you. of eight. There's a lot of losses. Hit. I, don't, I, I think you could definitely argue that he's been the better player the last Ten games of the season. Um, there's a lot. Wow, I wasn't prepared for this. Trey Young has gone one for nine for three, two of eleven. Then he goes six for nine against Kansas State. One of five, three of ten, zero of nine, one of eight, four of ten, two for fourteen. Thank you. That is not ideal. Uh, like, exactly. That is not. And you know what I've been thinking he's about two K in a real world. Examining, and he thinks the sliders are up, but they're not. And <laughs> I've I've been examining, you know, wh- how important it is for t- teams to win, for guys to earn accolades, and. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head how many losses Oklahoma has, but Purdue continues to win, and Carson is such a huge part of that. Oklahoma's 18 and 12. 
There you go. That is not ideal. You know, Butler is 19 and 11. I mean, the Big Ten, the Big 12 is tough. So is Big East. Teams in there. Yes. Oh, don't get me started on this one. They're both better than the Big Ten. If you want to sit here and you want to tell me that the Big 12 is better than the Big East, I'll give you that. Okay. But the Big East is strong. Like this thought excites me. It, It. it feels weird. It feels a little perverse. You, I don't know if I, I should be looking at it, but you love, you know, the opinions are that of the beer I just drank. <laughs> yes. I want you I want you to take that alcohol thing and think about it this way. It is a take that I've been thinking about for quite some time. And as fine wine does, it has aged in my mind. And say, as yeah, Oklahoma continues a little bit. Yes. Oklahoma continues to take L's. And apart from a, a minor slip up against a team that's scorching hot right now in Michigan yesterday, they lost that. Guess what? That happens. Oklahoma has the 29th best offense. Purdue has the third, according to Ken Palm. So you might get me. I I might be chugging I, that wine. It, you know, you can talk about individual, and and that's one argument. But once again, I'm talking about in the team concept of everything. And you know yeah, what? I mean, if you're gonna take over a game like that, it's if you're gonna make every play, the results matter a lot. That's and and and. Trey Young was super, super high. You know, I had the chance to, to see him in Portland a little bit, and then he's come back down to earth. I mean, you just read those numbers from three. He came down to earth like a meteor. Exactly. And Crash what's Carson been doing? Carson was steady, Fireball. steady, steady, and then he just kept rising. Look, I like I said, I'm going to need a little time to let that soak in, but <laughs> I, you might have me. That's oh, well, incredible. That's incredible. I just, I, you know, I was thinking about that when it was, it was, I remember it was the tweet that was at you and I know you're Mr. Twitter and like your mentions are probably flooded for both good reasons <laughs> and bad, but I was thinking about that. Like who, who would I want on my team? Huh, huh. And then, I mean, I saw Jalen Brunson play in high school and I knew that guy was a killer, uh, Back in like 2013, yeah, 2014. Really like his, he's like the antithesis of what Trey Young is. Exactly. So, and if you want to sit here and you want to tell me that you want Jalen over Carson, that's fine. But eh, I'm, I'm pretty happy. I, I am. I'm pretty shit, happy. I would be too. I would be too. <laughs> I mean, you can't you, lot, that, pick your poison. There were a lot of dominoes that fell to get Carson to come, and I'm very happy with all of them. You got to pick your poison. And, you know, if you if you want to sit here and you want to tell me you want to pick Jalen Brunson or if you want to pick Carson, that's cool. You can't go wrong either way. But Trey Young can shoot you into games and he can shoot you out of games. Yeah, you know, that was Carson, Carson last and Jalen year, right? have in common What's top that? three offenses. But they're a huge part of it. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're, they they created top three offenses. Trey Young has the like 30th best. Not only can Carson score, and not only can you know he do everything that we talked about inside outside, he can also distribute for others, like how we were talking about. And you know he's gonna you know fill up the stat sheet a little bit with the rebounds and also add a few assists a game. That is a special player. I'm with you. All right, I, all right, okay. All right, I have one. I have one final question for you. And this Scorching might you, hot this, takes. <laughs> this might be the toughest question. I, I don't know if you'll have an answer for it. Uh, we'll see. Who is your favorite Carson Edwards? Carson Edwards, the basketball player? Or Carson <laughs> Edwards, the GIF? 
because there have been some phenomenal ones and they keep coming up. Everyone has forgotten about the cheerleader one. Oh, I did it. That one was great. The dunks are um, incredible. The I'm not playing is incredible, but that harms Jif. Uh, Mark Titus wrote about it on the ringer today. Jif of the year. Oh, okay. Oh, Um, for sure. It's so good. Um, I thought player. I'm laughing. Uh, player for sure. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I know. I know. Gifts live are eternal. Is it but GIFs or GIFs? I'm going to call them GIFs. I don't care what you say, but is it GIFs? Okay. Just so I know. I'm, I'm going to say GIF because that's what I've okay. heard. But a, a GIF doesn't I'm hang. I'm sure you're pet. more right than I am. A I'm GIF does not hang. Stubborn. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. Okay. A GIF does not hang in the banner. One day, that <laughs> in, 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 in the rafters. Not, we have really nice <laughs> scoreboards now. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, one day, that man's jersey, excuse me, that man's jersey is going to be hung up. In the rafters. One man and this rif- year. There you go. Rightfully so. I'm, I thought you were going to say Carson Edwards a player or Carson Edwards the, the guy. And that's why I was <laughs> laughing when you stunned me <laughs> with with gift. But it's not just the cheerleader gift that was cool. It was like there was a reporter that put together a package, like talking to Isaac and Carson about it. And that mm-hmm. was one of the best videos of the entire <laughs> year. And um, before the crossroads win, uh, the guys were warming up. I was taking some pics of, of Carson and Dakota, and he came up to me and said, what's up? And I said, I know you're Twitter famous now. And he said, no, stop that, Jim. And I was like, no, I'm talking. I'm not talking about your followers. I'm talking about the cheerleader thing. <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> but that one, you know, from the Penn State game, I mean, that that you saw how viral it went. I mean, CJ Zero, he's awesome with that stuff, and he gets it up so quick. But, like, I mean, that that's eternal, but we can remember, you know, social media and we could talk about that stuff all day long. And, you know, I love Twitter, but what that guy has been able to do in the basketball court this year has just been nothing short of phenomenal. All right. That's a great way to wrap up Carson Edwards day. Uh, Jimmy, thank you for coming on again. Uh, I am Casey Bartley with Hammer and Rails. You are Jimmy LaFakas for the Butler Collegian. Um, you got any plugs, anything you want to show, anything you're writing about? I have a lot of hot takes. Yeah, really good hot takes. <laughs> so, you know, I understand that Purdue fans don't care for Butler too much, which I guess no, if I like was, you. Uh, no, we like you. We totally like you. Uh, you it, got, it, yeah, it's like, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of the right metaphor. It's, it's, I'm assuming like parents, when like you bring, like when your kid brings over like a really bad boyfriend or something and you hate them <laughs> and then they dump them and bring in the next one. Who's just like a nice guy. Like you like him a lot. Like you like him more than you should. <laughs> oh, and that's okay. what you guys are. So, so that's cool. We should be our rivals. Like we should, like we should be battling for stuff, but it kind of feels like we don't really go after the guys you go after. You don't go after the guys we go after yet. It's still like the same. Well, you know, I'm gonna, soul of it. I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna tell you that Butler fans wanted Eric Hunter and they wanted Isaiah Thompson. So there you go. Oh. Yeah. So, and Eric Hunter came to Butler games at least one. I remember taking pictures of him. He still follows me on Twitter. I don't know why. Um, but that was one. Eric Hunter and Isaiah Thompson, but especially Eric Hunter was the one that Butler fans really wanted because you know he's an indie guy. Well so. then you know what I like about best about Butler? We compete for the same guys <laughs> and we win. There you go. Anyway, I was going to say my piece in the collision this week is more of a timeline about how Butler has never won a Big East tournament game. Oh, Rock snap. on. Go dogs. It were over four. That's a nice little reverse jinx. Well, best of luck to Butler since actually go ahead. Knock off Villanova. That'll help us. Anyone else in the top Big East go and run at it. 
to gotta make our be, win look better. <laughs> gotta be seen off first, my guy. <laughs> Beat them all. That's a tall take task. Them all down. And remember my hot take from tonight. I know you won't forget it. I, I want you to not, ruminate on that. It's gonna be in that. the header. It's gonna be. It's gonna be prominently <laughs> featured. Jimmy Lafakis, the guy with the weird Twitter handle, says that Carson <laughs> Edwards is better than Trey Young. JJLII30 <laughs> on Twitter. You got it. Also check out his Instagram. All that. Give him a follow. Uh, check in for player recaps this week on Hammer and Rails when I get to them. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I'm Casey Bartley. See ya.